This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Las Vegas, Spencer Linton, and from Studio B, Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter, BYU fans everywhere, Spencer Linton in Las Vegas. It's Wednesday, March 10th. Great to have you with us. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with a guy who's ready to rock for football. Look at where you're standing, man, outside the uh, the Death Star there. Yes, Jerem, within the city limits of Las Vegas, we are past Gonzaga. We're on to Arizona, September 4th, and you're right. It looks like Darth Vader's crib behind me, Allegiant Stadium. But because Whoa! we are here, we may as well hit it. One seventy-eight. Okay, a little bit of a delay there, but anyway, it looks, we're, yeah, looks we're great, working dude. through a delay. Who who uh, will be BYU starting quarterback in that venue? Will there be fans? Uh, these are all questions we're wondering. Uh, one hundred seventy-eight days from now. Super exciting! I can't believe that. Uh, really, it's only one hundred seventy-eight days, and and That's before you know it. it it's going to be sub 100 because, frankly, we're going to have like a game in some other sport every other day leading up to when we finally get a break over the summer. We have fewer than six months left, so that's good. By, by the way, how does yeah. the stadium look? We, yeah. We've driven by Like last year we drove by it. They were putting up uh, some of the uh, signs up there, but it looks awesome on TV. It is beautiful for sure. I've heard it compared to Darth Vader's Roomba. Uh, it, it could okay. be like uh, DJ Roomba. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's it looks like something that you would expect in 2021 from uh, Las Vegas, right? And and the Raiders, like they've gone above and beyond. Yeah, I, which isn't a Raider thing typically outside of like the 80s. Um, <laughs> I hope that Russell Wilson is not the quarterback there, but he might be. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, here's the show lineup. Both the men and women's basketball teams go down in Vegas two different ways. Controversy in one. We'll discuss uh, both. Tyler Haas will join us to talk about that. Plus uh, sound from Mark Few and Mark Pope. Did BYU help itself in the bracket last night? We'll talk about that as well. Are the women done? Uh, and is Zach Wilson more explosive than Taysom Hill? Matt Bushman running routes? We've got a ton to talk about. Let's get after it. Here are today's headlines. BYU men's basketball loses to number one ranked and undefeated Gonzaga last night, 88-78 in the West Coast Conference Championship game. The Cougars led by as many as 14 points in this game, handing Gonzaga their largest deficit of the season, but were outscored by 22 points in the second half. BYU did hold a lead for more than 30 minutes. Guard Alex Barcelo was named to the all-tournament team, expounded on what went wrong. Guys were really focused. Um, we were together. We were focused on being physical. We were focused on rebounding. And uh, I mean, they were, Gonzaga responded in the second half. We, we had a really good first half. And then uh, some shots didn't fall for us. We didn't grab a couple rebounds in the second half, and, and Gonzaga pulled away. Here's BYU head coach Mark Pope on how BYU gets better from here. It'll be a miserable. You know, night and tomorrow, and and then, um, you know, the way you f- the way you recover is you focus on getting better. I mean, that's the answer. Is 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 just the way that you uh, you you just have to find a way to fix it. Here's the fantastic news: BYU basketball will be in the NCAA tournament that will be happening. 
for the first time in six years, just a matter of seeding and opponent. We're on to Indianapolis within BYU basketball. Yeah, and, and it was a rough day because the women's basketball team also lost on a buzzer beater to Gonzaga. Jill Townsend, 43-42, and out of bounds play with .6 seconds left. Clock operator was a little slow to trigger the clock. Uh, Gonzaga had six players affected by a stomach bug, still one. BYU only scored six points in the fourth quarter. The Cougars could have won it uh, a little earlier than that. Cougars are fourth out in ESPN's bracketology. Shaley Gonzalez named to the all-tournament team. Naomi Suifua of BYU Women's Golf shot a team-best three over 75 yesterday in the final round at the Julie Inkster at Meadow Club Invitational in Fairfax, California, leading BYU to a fifth-place team finish. As for the BYU men, they're competing right now. They battled through tough conditions yesterday and uh, are in their second or make it third round of the Lambkin Classic, tied for 10th as a team along with San Diego State. Again, they're playing right now. We'll update you tomorrow. It's game day for BYU softball. Plays in Texas against Sam Houston State today. UTSA Friday. Tarleton State uh, on uh, on Friday as well. Uh, uh, sorry, Saturday and Texas uh, before the home opener next Tuesday against the Utes. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Gonzaga beats BYU in both the men and in the women. Let's talk about the men. 88-78 in the men's title game. It was a wild one. The Cougars had an amazing first half. Unbelievably awesome in the first half, shooting 68%. BYU went up by as many as 14. Then Gonzaga scored, outscored BYU by 24 in the last 21 minutes. Spencer, how do you best sum up your feelings about last night's game? I'm bummed, Jerem, that BYU couldn't hold on and pull off what would have maybe been the greatest upset in BYU basketball history. We did the top five yesterday. A win over this Gonzaga team in a conference tournament format in Vegas where BYU hasn't won a conference tournament championship in 20 years, that might have vaulted that game right to the top. This is an all-time Gonzaga team. All of that said, Jerem, I'm overall really impressed with how BYU played And I feel like this is as good a scenario that BYU could have possibly hoped for outside of actually beating Gonzaga. The Cougars accomplished what they really needed to to pass the eye test of the tournament selection committee, solidify themselves, in my opinion, to at least a seven seed in the approaching NCAA tournament. And they they had a captive audience. There was nothing else big time going on last night other than Gonzaga and BYU, it, it kind of captivated the nation. And, and with, the, with the way BYU played in the first half, everyone's like, oh, you watch this, Gonzaga might go down. Get to ESPN right now. Let's watch the game. It was a three-point game with two and a half minutes to play. Are you kidding me? I know it finished in a 10-point Gonzaga win, but the Zags got punched for the first time. And so even in a loss, I feel like BYU elevated their status, and that's hard to do unless you do something like BYU did last night. So, yeah, bummed for the guys that they couldn't hoist the trophy and and, uh, pull an all-time win. But overall, feeling pretty good about what BYU did to raise their program stock ahead of Selection Sunday. I feel like Gonzaga was like Thanos in uh, Endgame and Iron Man and Captain America. It's been like two years. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, Iron Man and, and Captain America and Thor are going at him, and they finally you know, get him to like bleed, and Thanos says, all that for a drop of blood. Like That was Gonzaga last night where <sighs> BYU's up 14, feeling good, right? 
And then uh, Jalen Suggs makes back-to-back threes and, and, and breaks the uh, camel's back there at the very end. So, yes, I, I'm not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. Here's why. I expected Gonzaga to win that game even when BYU was up 14. Did I think, oh, maybe this could happen? Yes. But I'm proud of what BYU did because, like you said, BYU helped itself in the bracket. Cougars are not going to be an 8-9 at this point, I don't think. If they are, that's just garbage. Because BYU is top 25-ish. In fact, Mark Few had this to say after the game about the Cougars. I hope that everybody took notice uh, just how good this BYU team is. Okay, I mean, they have rim protection and harms. They have shooters on the perimeter uh, that are really, really starting to, to shoot the ball well and play better. They got excellent ball screen uh, uh, readers and, and decision makers in Barcelo and uh, Averett. And, uh, I mean, that's a very, very, very good basketball team. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. BYU's a very good team. BYU's top 25-ish. May sneak in next week going into the tourney. Seth Davis tweeted the following. Impressive comeback for the Zags. BYU's a really good team and gave them their best shot. So psyched for this tournament. If BYU's top 25-ish, they should be a six seed. They should. And no worse than a seven. You avoid the 8-9 because what last night was, Cougar fans, understand this, was like a second-round game with a, with a one seed. Granted, that was the best one seed that there is. Gonzaga is one of like a handful of undefeated teams in NCAA history to finish the regular season undefeated. And, and BYU led Sports Center. It was really Gonzaga leading Sports Center, but BYU, part of that, was credited. The best thing I saw from Scott Van Pelt was Jill Townsend, by the way, so BYU women as well uh, showcased there, albeit in a loss unfortunately. But it was the perfect scenario in a non-win. If, if BYU couldn't win the game, that was as good as it could be, where BYU really put some pressure on, put it on late, looked impressive. BYU's a top 25-ish team, and they're, BYU's not as good as last year's team, but they're pretty close. Yeah, and can I just point out something from Mark Few's commentary? One, I really appreciate what he does to promote the conference, and specifically BYU, and I know that he and Mark Pope are very close but he uses the names of individuals on opposing teams. How about that? Isn't that a novel concept from a high-level coach? I'll leave that there. But uh, just really impressed with Gonzaga in person is, you know, I, I thought that they were really good on TV. Man, they, 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 they're unfazed. You're down 14 in the conference tournament championship. And like you said, Jeremy, we all kind of felt like, all right, when is the massive run going to come and and they had a couple of them BYU was able to stave off one of them uh when it got to a tie game early in the second half BYU went back up nine but they couldn't avoid the second wave just really impressed uh with both teams how they handled themselves last night I would love for BYU to be a six seed I feel like they deserve that but knowing what happens typically in the NCAA tournament the Cougars usually drop down a seed line lower than we think that they deserve so but I mean even a seven seed even a seventh seed, just avoid a one seed potentially in the second round, and BYU has a legitimate shot to get to the second weekend, which would be incredible. It's only happened twice before. So just maybe, just maybe Mark Pope has enough magic with this team and enough fire after what they did against Gonzaga and confidence that they can win a game or two in the NCAA tournament get to a third-ever Sweet 16 for BYU. Now it's about matchups. It really is. Selection Sunday in the afternoon, we're going to find out where BYU is going. Not where, but who they're matched up with. We know they're going to Indianapolis, which is the good news. BYU will continue its COVID testing to travel with the team, and that includes the staff, and they'll 
you know, buckle down on who actually gets to go. You have to have seg- seven negative tests, and BYU will have started that on Sunday a couple days ago. So in addition to the testing they were doing in Vegas. So we look forward to who BYU matches up with, what seed they'll be. And honestly, the seed is not as important as who BYU is playing and how that matchup happens. The only thing I want BYU to avoid is a team that pressures high on the perimeter because that's what Gonzaga did in the second half that changed the game. They really disrupted BYU's flow by pushing BYU out high. Cougars weren't getting to the lane. BYU wasn't uh, into the lane. BYU wasn't penetrating and kicking for threes. Trevin Nell, by the way, what a game from him. He was awesome. But Mark Few's right. This is a top 25-ish team that can do some damage in the tourney. By damage, we mean win a game and press for a second game, perhaps win a second game. That would be incredible. I love the way BYU's playing right now. I love how they played last night against the best team in the country. Think about it. If BYU plays like the sixth best team in the country last night, do they win the game? Playing that way? Like, BYU <laughs> played really stinking well. Ended up shooting 46%. That second half was brutal. 28% uh, overall, 2 of 15 from 3. But BYU's first half was 68% from the field, 69% from 3. And then, uh, you know, it, and like you said, BYU quelled the first wave, up 9 with 9 to go. And then it's, uh, it's like between, you know, 3-point advantage for either team until Jalen Suggs uh, finally said, hey, I'm the best player on the court here. And really showed up, and, and BYU, BYU lost the game. But really proud of that effort, honestly. Like, I was totally wrong. I, I thought yesterday, like, ah, I don't think it's going to be close, whatever. Gonzaga wins by 10. But that was an impressive performance. Like, BYU should be proud of how they play. Mark Few sounds really depressed in that because he was all in on, we got to figure out how to win. And they didn't. But listen, in a week, BYU's going to forget it, and they're going to be focused on somebody else next Saturday in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and Coach Pope, understandably, you know, he wa- he wants to win. He's all in. That team should be bummed because they they tasted just maybe what that might be like to pull off an all-time win. But Jared, look at the metrics. I mean, BYU lost and held steady in most metrics other than that strange KPI. I mean, they drop one spot in net, but the, the, all of the metrics are where they need to be. BYU finishes the season with zero bad losses, yep. no quad three or quad four losses, and they're 20 and six overall. 20 wins in this COVID-impacted season, only six losses, is an unbelievable, unbelievable accomplishment for this team. Given what they lost last year, this is, I mean, it's been, it's been a magical ride. In the moment, disappointing for Mark Pope and the guys, but overall, they have earned every bit of this hopefully six seed, probably a seven seed. What good are these metrics if they don't indicate what seed BYU could be? Because if you look at these, 20, 23, 29, 12, 20, 23, that screams five or six seed. Why is a five not being discussed with BYU? Like, what's the point of these? Um, if And the quad wins, BYU 3-4. and four. BYU played Gonzaga tough, two of the top three toughest games by margin. Seven seed for Lenardi, eight for Palm. Eight, what? The Athletics, seven. Bracken Matrix, 6.82. This is happening again where if BYU is 20 in net, that's a five. If BYU is 23 in, in Ken Palm, that's the last five. Like, 29, that's a six, right? Um, like, what? Or a seven. Why isn't BYU really in consideration for a six? It, I, BYU doesn't get as many quad one opportunities, right? BYU played seven. That's enough. BYU won three. That's enough. Um, I, I don't get why BYU is not a serious contender for a six. I hope the committee evaluates BYU in a way that rewards the Cougars for a tough conference schedule. Strength of records, 20. Come on. 
COVID, BYU went back east, played a game on one day's notice against St. John's, won that, da da da. Like Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State, Gonzaga thrice. Come on, man. Six. Hey, Jeremiah, I would, I would I would love for BYU to get on that six-seed line because, as we pointed out, they were the six-seed back in 1981 when they made that magical run. And it appears that every 10 years, BYU does something kind of special. 81, got to the Elite Eight. 91, great team. 2001, won the conference tournament championship for the last time. 2011 was Jimmer Mania. So what does 2021 hold? Let's go. We might call this special regardless of what happens because of a pandemic, because of losing all those seniors. So let's keep it going. Our question of the day, how do you best describe your feelings about BYU's loss to Gonzaga last night? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Tyler Thompson 96 on Twitter, felt like the football game against Utah in 2018. Started the game on fire, got my hopes up. Up 20, I'd mind that. Before it gradually came crashing down, we couldn't keep the pushing the gas pedal. Difference is, I can live with this result. Yeah, there's something different about like if Utah was number one in the country and had been, you know, that's a different thing, uh, a little bit. But I, I get the analogy, sort of the yeah, I got our hopes up and then disappointed. The Utah football uh, result certainly more disappointing. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, weigh in. We'll get some more of those coming up. All right, coming up, Jerem. Hey, what? Was it, was it a moral victory last night? For, for all intents and purposes, we'll discuss every level of that. And Tyler Haas breaks down the game from yesterday, the women's game as well, our BYU TV analyst, the all-time leading scorer in Cougar Hoops history next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 12th-ranked BYU Gymnastics hosts 11th-ranked Denver tomorrow. How about that for a matchup? At the Marriott Center, watch the meet 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. That is the senior night as well for the ladies, so check that out. We're live in Studio B. Jerem Jordan here, Spencer Linton in Las Vegas. Our next guest is uh, somewhere in Utah County, perhaps at work, perhaps at home. I don't really know. I hung out with him a lot Thursday through Monday. Tyler Hawes on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Tyler, it's great to see you. I miss you already, man. It's been a couple days. <laughs> been, been too long already, Jerem. Okay, last night BYU, nice being in studio. Yeah, we had a basketball uh, court and a hoop, and it was fun hanging out with you, man. You're, you're a great rebounder. Uh, I, I tried to be a good rebounder. You, t- it typically went through the net for you, not for me. So you had to chase it against cameras and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But no, we had a fun time. Okay, so last night BYU plays Gonzaga, and all of a sudden the Cougars are at 14 tie. At, the, at this point, early in the first, uh, you know, late in the first half, are you thinking BYU is going to win this game? For sure. I mean, they played about as well as you could have asked them to play last night. I thought they started the game super well. You could just tell they they had a determination and grit and fire that they were going to go accomplish the possible that night, you know. And that first half, I think all Cougar Nation was, you know, on the edge of their together a second half like this. Uh, but the Zags are just – they're so good. I mean, looking at looking at the box score after, you, lots of huge numbers stand out. I mean, they, they give up zero fast break points. Yeah, BYU only turned the ball over eight times, but Gonzaga turned the ball over six times. It's like 
those are just such low, low numbers. And, you know, they're so good at guarding without fouling and making you uncomfortable. thought BYU got a little bit gassed in the second half. They still got really, really good shots. Um but just couldn't get couldn't get those to go down. And yeah, the Zags are, are just really, really good. And um, but hey, there, there's lots of lots of good takeaways. Of course, it stings. It's heartbreaking. Like would have been would have been so cool to beat those guys. But uh, lots of good things to build on heading into the tournament. Spencer and I were talking about that as well, Ty, where in in a situation where if BYU didn't win, could they still impress? Could they still raise their stock? Absolutely. Everyone was talking about BYU last night. Part of that is because nothing else was going on. No NBA, I believe, post-All-Star break. There's no football, of course, in March. There's no, like, it was, B- it was Gonzaga, and then BYU was challenging them. And with 4.19 to go, BYU's tied. With nine minutes to go, BYU's up nine. So what, what did BYU do for its case uh, in the NCAA tournament for national uh, you know, relevance by at least playing Gonzaga the way they did last night? Yeah, I think it definitely helps their their situation. Uh, I don't know why it couldn't. I mean, you look at all of the the good teams that have played Gonzaga. No one's played them as tough as BYU last night, and and had Gonzaga on their heels to where it's like, okay, these we got to wake up here. And um, I, you know, I feel like if any, they could move up a spot. Uh, you know, in in the NCAA tournament and. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you, you listen to Mark Few after the game, and, and he, he gave the utmost respect to BYU and, and all of the guys and the coaching staff and their game plan coming in. I mean, BYU played about as well as, as you could play against Gonzaga. And so we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what the uh, tournament committee decides. But uh, I – Watching the game last night, even though, you know, at the end it was so heartbreaking not to come out on top, you know, you, you walk away feeling like, okay, BYU has a squad here and they have a chance to to really make a run in the tournament and and win some games. And, I, you know, just, just the mindset and the belief and how confident they were playing. It's the best team in the country and the – you know, arguably one of the best teams that has come through college basketball in a really long time. They were they were neck and neck with them, and so BYU's gearing up to to make a run here. Let's hope so, and a lot of that depends on seating and and of course the matchup. Which let's address that now. The only team that I don't want BYU to kind of play against, generally speaking, is a team that pressures on the perimeter. Because that's what Gonzaga did to beat BYU. A team with length uh, gives anybody problems, but BYU's had problems against teams like uh, Boise State and USC earlier in the year who had some length. So as long as BYU kind of avoids uh, a team or teams like that, I I think a first-round win, especially where BYU is going to be the higher seed, is probably an expectation at this point, not a hope. In years past, Ty, we were kind of like, well, hopefully BYU wins in the first round. No, no, no. I think we expect BYU to win in the first round now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've definitely been tested with length and athleticism all year long. I I feel like this last game against the Zags, it's it's as well as they played against athletic, um, good teams. I thought their 
Where they've had problems is is turning the ball over and and letting the game get away from them with easy transition buckets and you know not getting not getting good in a good offensive rhythm right because of uh, the decision making on the offensive end and that wasn't the case last night they they made really really good decisions you know um, yeah listening to Pope after he he was so so devastated right and so down because he felt like his guys just played as well as they could have played and even in the second half they were making good decisions and not turning the ball over and playing together right and so I mean those things have to be encouraging going into the the tournament and you know Going back to your question, okay, can BYU compete against these longer athletic teams? Yes, they can. And these lineup changes, and I think they're playing Gideon George more. They're playing – Caleb Lohner is playing as as confident as I've seen him play this year. Uh, you're, you're getting great shooting from, from lots of different guys. And so um, they can do it. They're capable, and I, I'm with you, Jerem. I, I expect them to win at least one game. Um, if not, if not a couple, they're, they're capable of making um, a run in this tournament. We're talking to Tyler Haas, BYU's all-time leading scorer, third all-time leading scorer in the WCC. If they had counted your points your freshman year, you'd be number one. If they had counted Hank Gather's points at USC, maybe he's number one. So a fun little battle there. But Tyler, Selection Sunday, typically nerve-wracking. You were on some teams that got some at-large bids. Um, that's you know BYU's going to get the at-large. You, they know they're in. But now it's about that matchup, and as soon as that name comes across, and it's going to say Saturday for uh, not this week but next week, we're going to go, okay, let's dig in. Is this a team that matches up well with BYU? What, what is that week like of preparation, which typically is on a Thursday. This, this time it's going to be two extra days. As you gear up for the NCAA tournament, and a game that you know, whether you like it or not, how good your regular season was, defines the year. Mm-hmm. It's really, really exciting. This is what you work all spring, summer, and and all season long for for these moments. And so, you're excited. Uh, I think uh, there's you know some some nervousness, obviously, uh, but a little bit of nervous is good. And um, it is different, right, than a regular game. But the challenge is, is just to continue the work that you've been doing all season long, right? It's, it's the routines. It's all the habits that you've been doing. Um, and so that, that's what BYU has been great at all year long. You look from beginning to end, we watched this team, followed them really close. They've gotten better every single game and improved each week. And so, um, you know, led by these senior leaders, I, I know they're going to have these guys just in the same habits, right, team, but working to get better. They're going to look closely at this Gonzaga game and and try and improve and get better and then uh, coaches are going to put together a good game plan it it's it's keeping you know the same the same rhythm going that, that you've been doing um, and then and then go out and, and give your best effort let it all hang out on the court which is what they did last night BYU played super loose and you know arguably lots of pressure on that game and thought they handled everything really really well um, you know, the, the piece that I loved seeing last night is they weren't playing on their heels at all, right? They, they put the pressure on against 
Gonzaga and put them on their heels. And no matter who they're going to play against, I expect them to, to have that same mindset and, and that same, uh, same determination to win. We may call what happened last night the Trevin Nell game because he was on fire, man. Five threes, 20 points. Do you feel like that was a step towards him becoming who he's going to become at BYU? For sure. Uh, he's obviously super talented, can shoot, shoot it from deep. Um, you know, I think his challenge is, is going to be, can he, can, can he add a couple other parts to his game? Can he, you know, he, uh, he shoots the ball so well from deep, but can he get to the rim? Can he finish? The, those are some of the questions I have. Um, and, and I've seen him do it before. But can he can he become that multi-dimensional score um, that that he's capable of becoming? What is his sling there? But man, he got hot last night, and and it was so fun to watch. They were trying to find him uh, on 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 every possession, and uh, he's a guy that's capable of putting up 20, 25 points uh, really really fast. Yeah, it was fun to watch, and on a team that had ten dudes and. Three seniors, he kind of emerged here later in the season a little bit for the Cougars. Okay, final question. Call your shot here. What seed will BYU get Sunday? And what seed do you think they deserve? That may be different. Yeah. I I think they're gonna I think they're gonna get a seven seed, but I, I believe they're deserving of a six seed. Amen. Uh, that that's kind of my gen that's my general feel. I think they're gonna they're going to go up against someone with length and athleticism. They could be matched up with a Louisville or, or someone, someone of that caliber. And so they're going to have to be ready to play in every single game in the NCAA tournament. No matter, no matter who you're playing against, they're hard to win. They are hard to win. And, uh, and you can't let, let up the entire game. And so, but I, man, I'm so excited. It's so encouraging watching this team and, and the leadership on this team and, and the way they're playing right now, um, they've gotten better every single game this year and they're playing their best basketball. And they, I know those guys in that locker room, they believe they can, they can make a run. Um, and so couldn't be, couldn't be more excited. Okay, Tyler, we appreciate the time, man. Great stuff on your coverage of the uh, West Coast Conference. Uh, it was fun hanging out with you. And let's see what BYU gets on Sunday. Let's go. Hey, thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it, man. Tyler Hawes on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. You know why we show how. ESPN's Joe Lenardi has BYU as a 7, as mentioned. That'd be a 10-seed matchup of Rutgers and then playing Alabama and or Siena. So we'll see who BYU matches up with. 7, you get a 2 potentially in the second round. 6 would be fun because I think BYU can hang with a 3. We saw BYU hang with the overall top seed last night, so... I feel like BYU could hang in that second round should the BYU Cougars win. Okay, coming up, we play a little moral victory or not with the BYU-Gonzaga game last night. A few elements of that will slice it up. And is Zach Wilson more explosive than Taysom Hill? What happened yesterday that makes us at least consider it? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. 15th ranked BYU women's volleyball host Pacific this weekend. Watch a Friday matinee beginning at 3 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Cooks 10-1 looking good so far. He is Spencer Linton in Las Vegas outside of Allegiant Stadium where BYU will play Arizona in 178 days on September 4th. Who will be the quarterback? 
We'll tell. No, we don't know. <laughs> Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Jerem, how about this little nugget from Zach Wilson's trainer yesterday? Zach has the highest peak power we've ever tested on the 1080 with a load equal to 50% of his velocity. Second is Tyrell Williams. Third, John Ross, the speedster. Whoa! One of the most explosive guys I've ever coached. Jeremy, is Zach Wilson not just more explosive than John Ross in this regard, but more explosive than Taysom Hill? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Explosion is defined by what? The initial get out. So that's good because he can move around the pocket. Um, you know, he's a good runner, an underrated runner. I thought he was an amazing runner, frankly. Um, he could have run a lot more, but he was smart with his arm. Maybe, but uh, I still like Taysom Hill better as an overall runner. Yeah, basically this tells you that Zach Wilson is better off the line in first gear, but Taysom Hill, once you get to second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth gears, he's still the guy. Yeah, Zach's not a 4-4 guy. Taysom Hill's a 4-4 guy. Okay, Zach Wilson is throwing to Matt Bushman in Southern California. This is cool. Are you more impressed by Zach Wilson's throw here or Matt Bushman running and catching? I'm impressed by Matt Bushman being in shape and condition to run and catch the way that he is. His speed looks good. Talking to Chad Lewis, uh, he says Matt feels really good and is healthy. So just the expedited recovery process is the most impressive thing here to me from Matt Bushman. Yeah, it's been seven months, so Matt kind of getting to that point where he should be closer to full. We've seen that throw from Zach a million times, so we're not as surprised by it. But uh, that is a heck of a throw, too. Yeah. Now, Jerem, yesterday was obviously heartbreaking, especially for the BYU women's basketball team who may have seen their NCAA tournament dreams disappear. Do, do you feel like the the shot clock or not the, or the game clock was mishandled and that BYU was the victim of a slow starting clock? This isn't reviewable. I think it should be. But it's hard because there's a human element to, to starting this. So if you break it down by frame by frame, this – like if it would have been exactly started when Jill Townsend caught it, which is so imprecise in the moment, it's hard to do correctly. Then this would not have been good. But I kind of don't want to come off like sour grapes. She catches the ball, point six. She gathers. She shoots. It took a long time, but guess what? It's over. Gonzaga won. I know BYU's talked to the league about that, but in the end, in the end, Spence, it shouldn't have been like this. It shouldn't have been like that because BYU only scored six points in the fourth quarter. Six yeah. players were sick. Leanne Worth didn't even really play. Townsend comes off the bench. He's like going to throw up during the game. It should not have come to that. No, it was an incredible shot, too. Over six foot seven, Sarah Hampson uh, by Jill Townsend in just a crazy moment. It never should have come down to a last second shot. BYU knows it. The coaches know it. But that doesn't remove the sting of BYU potentially not getting into the NCAA tournament because of a fluky play like that. That, that, that That's how finicky this whole thing is. That yeah. shot misses or if the travel is the potential travel is called when the player from Gonzaga falls on the floor then it's Paisley it's Harding had her arms going on the, the tournament. Yeah, I don't I didn't think it was a travel. I thought it was a jump ball. I thought it was a good call. Yeah. So yeah, it's bu- interesting. Bummer either way. I, and I like Hera Sampson better than Sarah Hampson, by the way. That's Hera, Hera Sampson. Hera, Hera, if she had like crazy hair, so. hair, hair, hair of Sampson. Hair of Sampson. <laughs> In ESPN's uh, women's bracketology by Charlie Cream, the Cougars are fourth out. Are you nervous the ladies aren't going to make the dance? 
extremely nervous based on that projection. I am hoping that the selection committee sees BYU for what they were against Gonzaga, that BYU beat Gonzaga earlier, even when the Zags were at full strength, and that the loss to San Francisco is remedied by BYU blowing out the Dons by 30. I think the Cougars are an NCAA tournament caliber team. If they don't get there, it'll be a travesty. But I'm, I'm fearful that they're not going to get the invite. Yeah, 50 in the net today. <sighs> it's tough. I don't think BYU's getting in. I really hope they do. BYU's, th- this team's too good not to. Like, this this would be really disappointing if BYU didn't get in. The, the piece that BYU has, that'd be a real bummer. Yeah. Hey, Jerem, USA Today congratulated Gonzaga on winning their 25th West Coast Conference title. Then tweeted the following attraction, uh, and I quote, You'll have to excuse us. We jumped the gun and accidentally gave the Zags next year's title too. Gonzaga has actually won 24 WCC titles. So, Jerem, did they actually jump the gun, or are they just calling the future for what it is? They have Biff's almanac, by the way. USA Today does. But I think that if Mark Fuse in Spokane, that you can kind of put in Gonzaga as the tournament title winner most years. Yeah, it, it's not that big of a deal, but hey, bring back Matt Harms, Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, or even two of those three, and Gonzaga loses all that talent, just maybe, maybe next year is the year for BYU to finally win a conference tournament championship in Las Vegas. I feel like we could slice up the show from saying that same thing almost every year. By the way, the spring wind is a Raider now, right? You're feeling that? Blistering in from sea? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The, the wind is uh, significantly blowing in Las Vegas. It's cold today. The cold front is coming back in. Gone are the 70-degree temperatures. This ain't yeah, the weather. Get me out of here, man. Get me out of here. I want I want September weather in Las Vegas for football next time we're here. Cry me a river in Vegas, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerem. Coming up. Are we spinning the wheel of consequence at week's end? Our prop pick recap. And moral victory or not, BYU and Gonzaga sliced up. We'll talk about it. This is BYU Sports Nation from Vegas and Provo. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Second-ranked BYU men's volleyball. Maybe you've heard of him, Jerem. They host Stanford this weekend. Watch Friday's match at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. This match has some significance because of what's happening with the Stanford men's volleyball program. Yeah, Cardinal are cutting it after this year, which just stinks. Hate it. Don't agree with it. I wish they could figure it out. It looks like they're not going to. I know there are people who are trying, but perhaps the last set of matches ever against Stanford and Provo. We'll see if they match up in the MPSF tournament. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation Live from Studio B and Studio uh, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, in Las Vegas. In his column this morning, CBS Sports' John Rostin said the following about BYU. Mark Pope deserves credit for the job he's done. BYU fans may not want to hear that this morning after last night's loss to Gonzaga, but it needs to be pointed out what Pope has accomplished during his first two seasons in Provo. The Cougars are a combined 44-14 and over the past two seasons and have been in position to be a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years. That's an impressive feat for a program from the WCC not named Gonzaga. You won't want to play this team during the next few weeks. So, based off what he just said, we're asking ourselves, moral victory or not, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. 
Okay, let's slice it up. BYU didn't trail 23-4 or 15-2 in this one. In fact, BYU led the game for 30 minutes. Moral victory or not? Moral victory. <laughs> yes, this is the epitome of a moral victory for BYU. This whole show, all of our diatribe, <laughs> the whole conversation we've had today has been centralized on moral victories. Moral yes, victory. 1 million percent. Yeah, 100%. Um, the fact that BYU didn't go down was good. It wasn't just that. BYU went out. Like, BYU's up 14 in this game. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Moral victory. Totally. All right. On to the next. BYU leading Gonzaga by 12 points at halftime, Jerem. Moral yes. victory or not? Yes. Raise your hand if you led Gonzaga by 12 at half this year. There's like a handful. Is it only BYU? Yeah. Is it... I think it was only BYU. Um, only BYU. How about that? Like, absolutely, yes. All of this matters because you're shaping perception. It's not all about wins and losses per se. There's there's more gray area to the game. And what BYU yeah. did last night really helped its cause. Remember in 2013 when you initially put your hair on the line when the BYU women's basketball team played dominant UConn, a team that was never going to lose in the Sweet 16. And you're like, yeah, BYU's women's team beats UConn. I'll shave my hair. And and then it was tied at halftime or BYU's down by two or something like that. They had a lead on UConn. This feels like that, Jerem, that Gonzaga is that level. They're so good that they have reached that, oh, man, they're, they're probably going to win the national championship. This is comparable to that. So BYU being up 12 on Gonzaga, yes. Is such a moral victory, and in fact, it moral was, victory. There you go. Uh, what won't be a moral victory here? Uh, BYU's up fourteen near the end of the first half. Largest deficit for the Zags. It's twenty eighteen. What? Wild, wild. Is that a moral victory? Um. Yeah. I thought, moral again, the victory. whole thing. The whole thing Give is all the moral everything victories. we bring up is going to be a moral BYU victory. Is BYU is undefeated in moral victories this season. Moral <laughs> Just this game alone. Let's go. Nas- moral victory national moral champion. Victory. Yes, we, yes. Losers <laughs> talk about margin, and uh, BYU lost for sure. <laughs> yes. All right, Jerem, next one. BYU took care of the basketball. They turned the ball over 21 times against Pepperdine, survived, but only turned the ball over eight times against Gonzaga is – you know, getting better in that regard, a moral victory. Yes, all of it's a moral victory. Moral victory. The only thing that wasn't a moral victory is BYU shooting 28% from from the field in the second half, uh, 13% from three. Like, no, that wasn't a moral victory. But the overall way BYU played was awesome. Zero fast break points for BYU. That wasn't good. But, look, it's all good, man. Like, I tweeted, like, after the game, I was like, great, great effort. You know, happy, super happy, like all good, man, all good. You know, it's an actual victory today, Jerem. An actual victory. The fact that we did live shots from two different locations within the same show. How about that? That's an actual victory. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Um, And let's see. I guess it was last year, but yeah, we we uh, you know I was on the beach. uh, In Florida for a shot. Now you're in Vegas, just like hanging outside. You know, Allegiant Stadium with the Raiders. So. Look at us, man. Who would have thought we'd be here? Not me. Moral Who'd have victory. Not me. Not me. Um, yeah, Trevin Nell's 20-point game. Moral victory or not? That's a moral victory. Trevin Nell. The moral Trevin Nell game. Jer- 
this this actually might in in one way with the BYU Sports Nation karma in mind because remember we gave the karma to Trevor early oh. in the week to preview the West Coast Conference tournament. Oh. Him having the karma that is an actual victory in its actual own victory. Right. Oh, there it yeah. is. Yeah, Skylar Halford tweeted at us during the game saying, "Hey, uh, he's got you know got the karma, uh, Trevor Nell." And Skylar Halford was one of the OGs with the karma. Yeah. Yeah, well, Trevin, uh, again, apparently, according to his teammates, he's not just winning on the court. He's winning off the court as Shoot, well. He's so shooter on and off Trevin. the court. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Exactly. Shooter's going to shoot, man. All right. Actual victory. Kay. So how about this, Jerem? Of the five games this season that Gonzaga won by 12 points or less, Two of them have been against BYU, an 11-point win and last night's 10-point win. Is that a moral victory? Yes. Uh, moral although, victory. I don't get why BYU's done this twice. In Provo and Vegas, BYU's fouling when it's a single-digit game. Don't foul! And then doesn't foul! really – Why? Like, BYU did cover last night, by the way. But in Provo, BYU didn't and could have had it two single-digit games. I don't understand, like, and BYU wasn't like shooting threes. I don't get what the point of that was. Yeah, it. I mean, it, frankly, that's an actual victory uh, for a lot of people actual that victory. <laughs> were in Las Vegas last night. BYU covering, so hey, they're all BYU fans today, man. Everybody that uh, thought the Cougs would show up, they're feeling good about what BYU did. Okay, last but not least, ESPN Sean Farnham's love for the Rock. That's, uh, yeah, that's a moral victory. Moral I mean, victory. Uh, no, this is actual. This is an actual victory. Actual I was going to say, in, in, in a way, that, 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 feels like, that feels like an actual victory because he, he brings it up every time. Yes. You know, it, it, it was a spiritual experience for Sean Farnham in the Marriott Center. Yes, it was. Last year when BYU upset the Zags. And it's like, remember Jimmy Dykes, the, the, the yes. college basketball analyst for ESPN forever that did Big Monday and called all those late games for BYU? He was the guy that carried that banner for so long. Yeah. Now it's Sean Farnham that's carrying the banner for BYU and the Rock and the Marriott Center and all of those, fa- those fabulous crowds. So, yeah, that, that feels like an actual victory. It is. Carrying the banner. Was it, what is this, Newsies? I love it. I love it. Well, I am standing in front of the Raider Stadium, you know. I, shouldn't there, I should be waving bunch, like a bunch of shows, some sort of banner. Bunch of shows on, <laughs> uh, you know, on the strip. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, Jerem, coming up. A jorb well done by so many at BYU Broadcasting. (laughs) Great jorb. Prop pick recap from the game last night. This is BYU Sports Nation from Vegas in Provo. Find that banner, man. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rising Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation's always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. All right, uh, just a few more of these on the season, hopefully a bunch, but we'll see. Gonzaga prop pick recap. I went into the night with a 2-1 lead. Let's go through the three last night. Number one. How many points would BYU score in the first five minutes? BYU had nine points five minutes in, which is exactly what Spencer said. Point, Spencer. It's 2-2. All right, Jerem. Which BYU Cougar men's or women's will score the most points against Gonzaga yesterday? Neither of us had Trevin Nell, so we both lose. 
You had Shaley Gonzalez, she had 13. I had Alex Barcelo, he went for 15. So close, but no point awarded. Okay, it comes down to the final one here. Which Cougar scores the first points for BYU in the second half? I said Matt Harms. Um, and I said it would be free throws, but I missed on the free throw part. But it was Matt Harms, so I win 3-2. to two. You'll spin the wheel on Friday. And put your shoulder to it. Looking forward to, looking forward to that, man. Yeah, it's been a sec. It's I don't gonna, It's going to be great. I don't lose often, but when I do, <laughs> it's uh, to Jason. Uh, our question of the day. How do you best describe your feelings about BYU's loss to Gonzaga last night? The Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. <laughs> Clyde Livingston on Twitter. It's my new cuss word, Gonzagit. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good, man. Okay, today's rise and shout-outs are presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the whole crew at BYU Broadcasting, both those in the building that were back in Provo doing bridge and halftime shows, the crew that was down here doing all these live games. It's such a huge project every year, and we work with so many amazing people. In fact, I've got the wonderful Lana Tilly standing next to me, shading oh, the sun. Dale nice. Gr- Dale Green is uh, moving locations as we switch up the live shots. Junior Phillips. I mean, I go on and on, Jerem. So many amazing people that work with us and, frankly, make us better. They look, make us look better than we really are. So we appreciate them. Yeah, we really do. Great stuff. What, 11 games last week and then bridge shows, halftimes and everything. It was just BYU Sports Nation, of course. And uh, mine goes out to the men's basketball team and, and women's, of course. Getting to the title games, disappointing finish for the ladies. Hopefully they make it in the tournament. Men's team, like we've talked about and highlighted, just great performance in a loss. Wish BYU would have won, but, hey, tremendous stuff. Our thanks yeah. to today's guest, Tyler Haas. We ran, did we run out of time for Dennis Pitta? Yeah, Always. we ran out of time for Dennis Pitta. Always. Conversation continues 24-7 on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media platforms. Jeremy, you can find us on YouTube as well. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Dalton Nixon. We're back tomorrow for another BYU Sports Nation. Spencer, come home. You've been you've been there long enough. Get back here. We're on to Arizona. On to Arizona. <laughs>